what's up? It's Four Wins in June. We back here. March Madness has started, but you know we cover the NBA. We're going to talk a little bit about March Madness soon, but we want to just you know get back into it. Yeah, it's been a, a little while, but we're excited. It's a great time to be a basketball fan all around because you got the March Madness going on, which is insane. Then you got the NBA, which is ramping up the playoffs. Teams are starting to clinch playoffs. The Nuggets and Bucks have already done that. So the as soon as March Madness ends, we're going to get right into the bracket for the NBA. So it's a great time to be a basketball fan. For sure. And since this is an NBA podcast, we like to look at things from that perspective, right? Um, March Madness is going on, and there's a lot of players that put in great performances throughout the tournament. Maybe not during the regular season, but in the tournament they show up. Mm-hmm. And so we want to talk about how much stock do you think March Madness performance uh you know has on the effect of nba draft yeah. stock i think it plays a lot honestly i think it causes uh gms especially to kind of reconsider like hey maybe this guy's built for the big moment like we saw kemba walker build his career in march madness cardiac kemba was born in college so i think situations like that are when you kind of show that you are built for the moment you built for the nba as well but on the flip side there's times when you get those cinderella runs and you get those players that become fan favorites and then I've heard quotes from anonymous sources where it's like, oh, we weren't very high on him. But then as soon as the owner watched him in March Madness, he was like, oh, I want to draft him. And I feel like that happens a lot in college basketball where the owner falls in love with a player and wants to draft him and then he doesn't really pan out in the NBA. Yeah, I, I could see examples where that happens. Like for the Warriors, they have two obvious ones, like Jordan Poole, right? Hitting mm-hmm. that you know, insane three to put Michigan ahead. And then DiVincenzo that insane performance in the finals like he had like 25 points in the yeah. championship that Villanova team was stacked but yeah that 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 too you also had like I think was you it Brunson yeah Mikel Bridges and Josh Hart yeah so that stacked. team wasn't a win anyway but I think it does have an effect obviously like recency bias performance mm-hmm. you know like you said owners get a you know, fan favorite yeah they kind of get attached um but yeah I think uh I think that's a fair, fair assumption. Yeah, and I one example of a, on, the, on the flip side of what doesn't work out is no no offense to my boy Carson Edwards. I loved Carson Edwards, and I was stoked because he was playing really well. Purdue, they almost beat Virginia the year that they won it, and he was just a baller. And I thought he was gonna be sick. I was like, this guy's the next Isaiah Thomas, and then the Celtics drafted him, and I was like, yes, let's go. We got my boy, and of course, as we know, he never really panned out because he was not that good at basketball he was kind of too short he didn't have shots didn't play defense and so he kind of fell out the league in a couple of years so it's kind of that situation where no offense to Carson Edwards of course I love him but he played really well in the March Madness he played really well in college but sometimes doesn't always pan out yeah for sure uh speaking of doesn't pan out or would it pan out this is a good question it's a classic I like this one if you put a star for example, like Giannis, Steph, LeBron on a 16 seed team in March Madness, do you think they win? Yeah, and we're not talking about like the 16 seeds now because maybe like one of them is good enough. I know one of them gave Houston run for the money yesterday. Yeah, but like a 16 level team, so not very good team. Yeah, um, I think they would. I think they would honestly. I think they'd sweep it through it. But you have to get the right player because there's. Certain players that would just absolutely dominate. I don't think anyone could stop Giannis. No. I don't think – I think he would win 80-6 to six every time. Um, but then you get some other stars who maybe won't translate as well to college basketball. Um, so maybe like a ball-dominant player like Luka, who is not used to playing two halves instead of four quarters or 
Uh, the flow of the game might be a little different for him or harder to adjust. I'm not saying Luka couldn't win it, but it might be a little harder than someone like Giannis who just run through people. Yeah, no, for sure. And you would also have to look at the team, right? Because basketball, when it's all said and done, is a team sport. Mm-hmm. So do those guys have the chance or the ability to help their teammates be better? Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, you look at all the stars and you just you kind of have to pick the ones who have won it before mm-hmm. um, with, you know, their teams. So like Giannis, Curry, LeBron, I could see them them taking their team, elevating their team. I'm not sure about everyone else. That would just be based on, you know, star power and just taking over. But at that, when it's all said and done, there's 10 players on the court. Five are in your team, five are in the other team. And I don't think one player could just totally take over and win every single game. But I don't know. It's all we're all drawing hypotheticals here. Yeah, exactly. We're it's all grass mat straws here. Not sure. But then the flip side of the question is: Would any NBA player be able to do that? Not just the stars. It's like if you put a role player on there. If you put like a Jordan Poole, who was in March Madness, but he's gotten a lot better in the NBA. If you put him back on a March Madness team, would he win all? Yeah, I don't think so. I think that that's the stretch. Yeah, I think it's already. I, I think it's kind of already a stretch with the stars, mm-hmm. but with a role player now, because like, there's there's college players that are more athletic than NBA players. It's true. They there's some freaks out there. Yeah, like Purdue's big man. He's a beast. Uh huh. Um, but so I think it is a stretch. But I think you probably need one of the top twenty five players in basketball. To yeah. win a win a March Madness just by themselves, but it'd be fun to watch. Honestly, no, it would. It'd be, it'd and imagine if they got upset if they lost. Like if Giannis win March Madness and lost, that would be sad. That'd be, that'd be wild. He could not play again. He'd be too embarrassed. It would. <laughs> but recently, um, with stars, we've we've been keeping track of the MVP race, of course, and it's. Looking like Embiid is taking over Jokic. The Nuggets have been on a recent slide, and the Sixers have not. They've been winning, and Embiid's been just taking over. Yeah, the Sixers have been playing really good basketball lately. They've been down in the first half, and then they come back and kind of regain their control of the games and be able to win games at the end. While the Nuggets, on the other hand, haven't been able to do that as much. They went on a four-game losing streak, losing to some not very good teams, including the worst team in the league, the San Antonio Spurs. Um, so, but during that stretch, I think Jokic played really well. Um, I think Jokic played fine. I don't think it was really on him. I think it was just bad, bad stretch for the team as well, in a whole. Like we're talking about, it's a team sport, not just individual wise. Um, and I think I'm still not sure who my MVP is. Uh, at the end of the year, day, I think it's really going to come down to the wire on who it is. I think that. Everyone's talking about Embiid and Jokic, but I think Giannis probably is the best case for MVP right now, in my opinion. Um, but it, it's still really close, but I don't think Embiid deserves to be over Jokic at this moment. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's definitely a tight race, right? Mm-hmm. But you also have Jokic, who's won it twice. And I, I keep saying, like, we shouldn't, you know, look at the previous winners. It should be this year. However... If he's not, you know, checking all the boxes, then I don't think you have to to give it to him. Um, yeah. With this recent slide, I think if, you know, Giannis or Embiid ends up with a better record than the Nuggets, I think you can't give Jokic that best seed in the West. 
you can't give that to them. You have to give that, you know, box to whoever's the best record. Yeah. So, you know, the best player on the best team. I think everything has to go right for Jokic to win it at this point. Uh, I think uh, he's kind of. I think it's more for Embiid, honestly. Because Embiid, the only argument Embiid has right now is that he's leading the league in scoring. That's his main argument. Like, look at him. He's scoring 33 points a game. He's a beast. He's dominant. But, like, Jokic is is equally as dominant, not as scoring as much, but in playmaking and helping his team win. And he has a better record than Embiid right now. I I, I get what you're saying. Like, in this season, it could be different. Yeah. But he still has a better record, even after losing four games straight. Um, So, I think Jokic is more arguments for him than Embiid does for him. That's true. Which is why I brought in Giannis earlier is because I think Giannis has the most arguments for him. He has the best record in the league on the best team. He's dominant. He's putting up the stats. He's scoring like 37 points a game as well. So I think Giannis has the most arguments, but it could all change depending on if you go on a losing streak, if those you look bad and the voters get recency bias, or if someone overtakes you in the standings. It, it could all change on the stretch. But right now I think Embiid is the third most arguments for him. I think it's right now – I think it goes Giannis, Jokic, and Bede. Yeah, yeah, I can I can agree with that. I it's just so tight, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see uh, as things go on. Uh, on on the contrary, we want to talk about some some injuries and some things that are keeping players out. Um, we always obviously have Lonzo Ball. He's missed this whole year. They thought they were going to get him back, but it, apparently it doesn't look like it. He's going to have his third surgery on his knee, and mm-hmm. honestly. At this point, it's like, can he? Will he ever be able to play again? Yeah, I know it's not looking good for Lonzo right now. For they were hoping that he would be able to be return for this season. Then reports come out he's not still not able to walk or jump or things like that. So doctors have no idea what's going on. He's seen specialists all over the world. It's just not looking good for him. I really hope he's able to come back. He is able to transform his game, transform his jump shot, and turn into a point guard that everyone wanted on their team. Because he was able to facilitate so well and stretch the floor with his new jump shot. So it's really a shame that he's not able to play this year, maybe next year as well. It's a it's a shame. I hope he gets back soon. Yeah, me too. He's he's one of those players that, you know, had a, a lot of hype going in because of his dad and stuff. But I feel like he's been able to control that. He's just a great, like, example of having the hype but not, like, living to it or, like, letting it take over. Yeah. Because you have players like Jaw or I don't know other kind of stars you could say that kind of yeah you see there's those um, deep teams that you lose the star and the players the role players step up and you they are able to carry the team to some wins but then when the role players are hurt and the stars are kind of stuck trying to do themselves it's really hard for the stars so that's why the Bulls are kind of struggling is because they're down the role players and so when the stars have a rough night they're kind of just nothing there. Yeah, for sure. Um, we also have Kevin Durant. He's kind of wrapping up his injury. I heard that he's getting shots up, so we'll see. Yeah. You know when he starts to get playing. Hopefully soon stuff. he needs to he needs to pick it up. He needs to start playing basketball. He needs to get chemistry with the boys on the court before playoffs start, or else it may be a rude awakening in the first round. That's true. There, there's so much that can go on in the West yeah. right now. Speaking of possible first round opponents, they could lose to. The Golden State Warriors are in position. They could play the Suns first round if things work out. Um, but Colin Coward reports that Wiggins could not come back, may not come back this year, which we all know Colin Coward. He's like the Stephen A. Smith of Fox. Yeah, He's kind of 
he's just there for entertainment. We're not really sure how credible he is. So I don't put a lot of stock in this report. Um, but if Wiggins doesn't come back this year, it's going to be a big blow to the Warriors. Yeah, I honestly, if Wiggins doesn't come back, we're not winning. That's plain and simple. This league has become so, you know, wing uh, heavy with, you know, players like Tatum, Brown. Uh, I don't even know. Luca. you could probably put in. Uh, Paul George, Kawhi, just like Kevin Durant. Like, you need a solid wing. Uh, and, and Wiggins gave him that last year, just locking up defensively in the playoffs. He was huge on offense. He was probably our second best player in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And Definitely. He gave Tatum the fits, which pissed me off. It's like, it's Andrew Wiggins, bro. Come on. Yeah. But now I have respect for Andrew Wiggins, which is why this is such a brutal news that he may miss it. We don't know why. The Warriors have done an amazing job keeping this under wraps. So it's just personal reasons, family reasons. We don't know. But prayers to the Wiggins family. Hopefully uh, things get situated soon. Yeah, it's it's interesting that we have no idea what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of speaks to how tight the Warriors have been since, you know, that Draymond and Poole video got leaked. But uh, also speaking of the Warriors, some good news is that they've won two great games on at home uh, they played the Bucks without Giannis, and they played the Suns without KD. However, they're still you know playoff teams. They are. They're really good teams. Um, but the uh, the Warriors are in a weird situation where they've won eight on the road. They've lost eight on the road in a row, and they've won eight at home in a row. So like home court advantage really means a lot to the Warriors apparently, and it doesn't seem like they're going to get it. But as we talked about before, the Warriors always win at least one game on the road in the playoffs. It's the playoffs. They try harder. They'll come back. And the good news about that is that Clay and Steph are looking really, really good right now. Mm-hmm. Clay obviously looked amazing against the Suns, and Steph looked like the best player in the league against the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Steph took over like no one else could besides Steph and won them that game. He willed them the victory. And so it's amazing to see those, those two best players of the Warriors play really well because it kind of gives you some hope that, hey, in the playoffs – they're going to do that on the road too. Yeah. And even in their last game against the Clippers, they you know kind of struggled, but Steph, man, he was on a tear. Had 50 points, shooting like what, 20 of 28 or something, mm-hmm. insane efficiency, and they still don't get it on the road. Yeah. So I think that'll change in the playoffs. Obviously, we've done it before. So that's the hope. Uh but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of contingencies there. Yeah, it all depends on matchups as well. If they could play the maybe the Grizzlies, who are kind of reeling at this point, or the Suns, who KD's been hurt. Um, it all depends on matchups as well for them, see who they play. The best uh, matchup would be the Kings because, you know, it's not far hey, from man. home. Don't so, sleep on the beam team, a, baby. It's an hour and a half away or two hours. Don't sleep on the beam team. So they don't get, you know, that – that road travel maybe they'll it'll just be you know in their minds you know the beam team's packing that <laughs> they're all coming to the playoffs the playoff beam gonna hit different that's all i gotta say i my thing was would the warriors or the kings have to take a plane or would they just take a bus if they played each other <laughs> i don't know man. it's only two hours maybe they just drive themselves but there know? are airports san francisco and it's sacramento true. so well, that's not a that's not our decision to make. We'll see what they do. That would be funny, but, but it would be a great matchup. Yeah. And on the flip side of the Bucks' loss to the Warriors, um, they lost. They beat the Kings the other day in a really close match. But at the end of it, Brooke Lopez got a little extracurriculars with Trey Lyles, 
where Trey Lyles guaranteed Giannis was dribbling up the clock and he tried to do some cheeky move where he stole the ball and then uh, which is kind of come on man like the game's over yeah but Brooke Lopez goes ham at him he like starts in this little scuffle next thing you know like they're like grabbing at each other and what, what do you think about it? do you think Brooke Lopez is in the, like the right to defend his player or should he just chill because the game was over or what I think they should have just chilled because obviously you have you know Giannis dribbling out the clock and Trey Lyles kind of gets in his face but that's it like that's all there was they yeah. just got in their face and then they like bounced off each other and the refs yeah. called a foul or whatever they stopped the play mm-hmm. and that was it you don't need to come in and protect your boy it's Giannis like Lopez it's not like you're yeah. protecting Isaiah Thomas or some little boy like it's Giannis he's a big guy he can fight for himself and in that scenario it's it's the end of the game. It's the Kings. Like, it's not like your rival. Come on. Yeah, I think it's. I honestly, I respect Brook Lopez for doing this. I think he was in the right because I think you got to send a message to other teams. Like, hey, we're taking this seriously. We're taking you seriously. And here, the moment we're not here for this crap. We're here to win. That's all we care about. And if you're coming at my guy, on my boys, like I'm gonna get their back. That's what he said to Trey. I was like, I got your back. Giannis, I'm going to always have your back. Yeah. So I have I respect that from Brooke Lopez. No, yeah, like the intention is there, but yeah. it's like really do you I wish that? more players did it, honestly. Yeah. I wish the league would I hope the league did, don't doesn't suspend Brooke Lopez or fine him that much oh. if they didn't already. No. Um because I want more emotion. I want more uh defense and people taking like pride of their team or their players or their boys that they kind of get in the heat of the moment and I don't care if they get in each other's faces. It's it's more entertaining. It's more no, fun yeah, for sure to see they care. And unlike some other players who are really good and just kind of just cold face and don't really show an emotion. It's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I don't think he deserves any punishment yeah. for that. But yeah, but it's, yeah, it's not really necessary. I just look at it as like whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> but <it's>, uh, <laughs> speaking of the Bucks, though. I have a I have a pretty hot take. I'm waiting to share Dan and uh, tell you on the pod. I want to get his thoughts on it. So I'm just gonna say it, and then I'm gonna give you your chance to kind of rebuttal and give your thoughts, and then I'm gonna defend it. All okay, right. Okay. I think Drew Holiday is more important to the Bucks winning than Giannis. Okay. Honestly, that's not really a hot take, as much as you think it is, because. Before Drew Holiday, Giannis and the Bucks weren't really anything. Like yeah, they they, they, tr- they traded for Drew Holiday and they became like a more of a contender. Like they they were like uh, they were they, a contender with uh, when did they get Eric Bledsoe or when did they get Holiday? They won Holiday and when they won the champ ring in twenty twenty one. So that was before the first that year, he was there. Yeah, they won the ring. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. Because that, that brought them to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, so say he's more important. Than Giannis Antetokounmpo. To, I think if you swapped the roles, like if Giannis came in and Holiday was there, like it would be the same thing, right? They would win if the roles were reversed. Well, yeah, I'm assuming that if you're saying like, oh, Giannis came in. Yeah, like Giannis that, was yeah. traded to the Bucks. And yeah, Holiday but they're the same team then. It doesn't matter. Right, yeah. But, but I'm I, saying right now, if you took – you drew Holiday off the Bucks. They'd be a worse team right now than if you took Giannis off the Bucks. Yeah. No, it's it's kind of 
it is a hot take. But it sounds crazy. It sounds yeah, it sounds crazy. But Drew Holiday, there's no one that can like do what he does like on both mm. ends. I mean Steph, obviously, but <laughs> yeah, I think but, this is no disrespect to Giannis. I like I said before, I think Giannis is my MVP. Yeah, I think he's the best player on the best team. But I think Drew Holiday makes a bit bigger impact on winning, and he allows Giannis to be the MVP. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And so I mean, the numbers to back it up to the numbers agree with me 100%. But also, I just want to say, if you take off Giannis, you still have that type of play with the Bucks. Uh, you have that, you know, Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez, you mm-hmm. know, like big presence. Uh, obviously, you don't have Giannis's like attack beast mode. Yeah. But you still kind of have that play, and you still have a lot of shooters around those players. Like, if you have Holiday, Allen, you know, Jay Crowder, Portis, and and Lopez, that's still a good team. Or Middleton, too. I forgot Middleton. He's not that good. Good old highlighter head. But you still have a solid team, right? Yeah. Like, they do the same things when Giannis isn't there mm-hmm. than when he is. Exactly. Um, and the numbers agree with that statement as well. Um, obviously, Drew Holiday and Giannis are two of the pristine defenders in the NBA. They're top tier. They're S tier. They're amazing. And obviously, the defensive rating doesn't really change much when they're off and on the court. When Giannis is off the court, they have a defensive rating of 112.5. And when Drew Holiday's off the court, they have a defensive rating of 110.6. So a little bit better when Gian- when Giannis is playing and Drew isn't. So that's a point for Giannis there. Um, but it's pretty similar. They're both pretty top tier in the NBA. Uh, either way, they would both be in the top 10 for defense. But the offensive efficiency, offensive ratings where it really gets drastic. So when the Giannis Antetokounmpo is off the court, so it's just Drew Holiday, they have an offensive rating of 113.1, which would put them, not it's not that high, but the Bucks don't really have that high of a net rating anyway. It's Their normal net rating is 17th in the league at 113.7. So it only drops off 0.5 or 0.6. So I would drop him from 17th to about 21st. So four positions different. But when Drew Holiday is off the court, they drop from 113.7 to 107.8. Nearly a 10-point drop. And that would drop him from 17th in the league to last in the league by a full point. Worse than the Charlotte Hornets. Wow. Worse than the San Antonio Spurs. Be terrible. They'd be the worst offense in the league. In a league where offense is so easy. We got guys dropping 71 points left and right. We got offensive ratings, the best in league history in the top three. Offense isn't that hard right now. And the Bucks without Drew Holiday would have the worst in the league. That's crazy. And the final point is the plus minus. Giannis' plus minus is plus 275. Great player, makes great impact. When they're on, he's on the court, they win. But Drew Holiday's... Is plus 340. Dang. 65 point difference. That's a ton. That's a massive difference. And I was like pretty joking around when I first thought of this. I looked it up. The numbers say it. Drew Holiday is more important to the Bucks winning than Giannis. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, when you like hear that, you think about it and you're like, no, there's no way it could be. And then you think like, okay, well, they still have a lot of good players. And Drew Holiday kind of runs the offense. And then, yeah, the numbers. If the numbers, yeah, you kind of. 
You kind of have it. Numbers don't lie. I, you, yeah, you can't really lie if you pass the eye test and the numbers yeah. test. Again, this is no disrespect to Giannis. I think he's MVP right now. But I just want to put, give Drew Holiday some flowers because I'm sick and tired of watching him hit all these massive shots against teams and carrying the bucks when Giannis isn't playing, the wins, and he just doesn't get any respect, honestly. He yeah. gets very little respect. He's an afterthought when people talk about the Bucks. But sure. Drew Holiday deserves a lot more respect. Yeah, I mean, even just watching him against the Warriors, that like he was, uh, he except was when he got blocked he by Steph, he was something different until Steph was like, "I'm the best player." But <laughs> <laughs> he was, he he is insane, and it, yeah. it's crazy to think that he, it's the first time like he's been an All Star in like what ten, 10 years? years, a decade, a decade. Um, uh, granted, he was on some pretty bad Pelicans teams for he, most of those years. He was, um, but still, he's yeah, a great player, a great, great player. defender. Great offensive player. He has a crazy shot. If you he gets hot, you can't beat the Bucks. For sure. It's insane. For sure. Um, we had some other stuff we wanted to talk about. We'll just go through them real quick. I, I think we'll start with the, the Mavs. Yeah. Um, are you worried about the Mavs? I mean, obviously, I'm worried about the Mavs. I was worried about them when they traded for Kyrie. I mean, I like the trade. They didn't give up much. But knowing Kyrie, he's doing Kyrie things. He's missing games. Right now, it's his, what, foot that he's injured? He's missed the last like four or five games. He's just not playing. And so I think Luca, who doesn't really have the second option if Kyrie doesn't play, it doesn't really have anything. Their defense is non existent. Their offense, Luca's not fully healthy either. So what are the Mavs going to do if they get to the playoffs and one or both of them miss some games? Yeah. Like suddenly you're down 2 0 in the series, you're down 1 2. Like you're digging yourself a hole that you, I don't know if you're going to be able to get out of. Yeah, and the amount of close games that they've had while playing together and lost, that's just not like I was saying, like, okay, that's experience. They'll be fine because they're going to be playing together and they're figuring it out now. But now they're not playing, so they're not going to be able to figure it out now. And when they go in the first round of the playoffs, all these games are going to be close if they're, you know, on their best game. They're going to be close games. They're not Mm going to be blowouts because their defense sucks. Yeah. So – I think that they're a first-round exit, honestly. I think they were better last year than this year. Um, I think losing Brunson was huge for them. I don't know how they let him go. Well, they didn't. He just or left. how he just left. I don't know how that happened. His daddy gave him more money. I'd pay him anything if I was the Mavs to stay there. Well, they didn't get a chance to. Mark Cuban was pissed. That's true. Because they the Knicks agreed to the deal before free agency opened. So free agency opens, and, and Dema- Mark Cuban calls up Jalen Brunson. was like, hey, you want to come back? He goes, sorry, you're already signed with the Knicks. Yeah. Like, what the fetch? I just would have, you know, if you know, you could have handled something differently, I don't know. I think it was lost but cause. It, it was I don't think there's anything stuff. they could have done. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think they're a first-round exit. Um, another team that's kind of wavering is the Grizzlies without Jaw. Uh, if he comes back, I think that they can, you know, stay afloat. Yeah. Um, Luckily, he avoided the 50-game suspension that we talked about earlier. Um, so the league only didn't find, I guess, that he had the gun on the team playing. It was just in the club. And so they suspended him eight games, which he entered a, a therapy down in Florida to get some help for whatever issues he's going through. He's already checked out. He's already uh, done an interview talking about how apologetic he is. So he's making those steps to get back to the court. He'll miss those next eight games. And then Taylor Jenkins said he'll probably miss more time than that. It's kind of a revamp process to get him back to playing condition because he's missed probably like a month now already since this. Yeah, that's so crazy. he needs to kind of revamp and 
get back in the playing shape before playoffs. Yeah. So, do you think they got a shot when Shaw gets back? I think they they do. They'll get past the first round depending on who they play. If they play the Warriors, probably not because that's mm-hmm. kind of their kryptonite. But um, I think I think they are staying afloat right now without him. Yeah, they're still a good team. They're still a good team at home. Or I think they're the best or the second best at home. I don't know, but I think they'll be all right. I think mm-hmm. Jaw will come back. They'll be all right. They'll be a tough team to get out in the playoffs. Yeah. Right now they're the three seed, so they play six seed. So it's totally possible they could play the Warriors, which would be a really fun first round playoff. Um, but like you said, I think the Warriors just win that matchup even with Jaw. So I think the the Grizzlies are in a position where. They kind of remind me of the Bucks, where they got that really good player, but they need to kind of cash in those assets a little bit that they have and go get another star to play with Jaw. Because yeah. Jaron Jackson's good, Desmond Bain's good, and but you need another star. And they need I to cash agree. in soon. This is your championship window that's open right now. So I think in this offseason, they really need to take a look in the mirror and see what they can do. Yeah, and I said it last year during the playoffs when Jaw was injured against the Warriors, but I'll say it again this year because I think it's true. The Grizzlies are kind of a better team without Ja, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. when Ja plays, he has the ball a lot of the time. He doesn't really get his his other players involved, like Dylan Brooks or Desmond Bain. He doesn't really get them into a rhythm. And when crunch time comes in, you need a second person to help you. And that doesn't happen when Ja is playing. When Ja isn't playing... They share the ball more. They move it. They work it around. They get other people involved. And then by the time it's the fourth quarter, they're not, like, in a slump. They're just on. Yeah. That's my only opinion for that. I know it's a hot take as well. But I just seen that last year when they freaking dropped, like, 150 in the playoffs against the Warriors. They won by 50. And Granted, the Warriors weren't even trying that game. They were just like, here you go. Whoop that trick, Whoop baby. Whoop that trick. But, like, I think I've seen it, and they're still good. So. Yeah. I think the Grizzlies have a, a real roster. There's one piece away. I don't know if I would say they're better without Jaw because Jaw is such a good player. But they really just need that one more piece, I think. They're yeah. right knocking on the door. Um, so we'll see what happens. They could make the jump. They could just dominate. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But we'll see what happens. Another team we're kind of, uh, you know, seeing if they're staying afloat is the Nuggets, right? They missed, they lost their four in a row against the Bulls, Spurs, Nets, and Raptors, and then they they beat the lowly Pistons last night. Hey, being the Pistons is hard sometimes. Sometimes it is. You know, they have Wiseman. Yeah, James Wiseman's a beast, bro. He's a beast. I I hope that I hope he can get better. Yeah. Because he's he's like number two pick, right? But yeah. What do you think about the Nuggets? Do you think this is just a fluke? I think the Nuggets have kind of gone to coast mode. I think they've kind of realized. Because I think the storyline, like J.J. Redick has said, Jokic does not care about winning MVP. And does not care about the, anything but winning a championship. And so I think they kind of got on coast mode and realized, hey, the rest of the West is kind of, they're going crazy. Like, they're fighting out for the two-seed or for the playing tournament and we're kind of just chilling so like we can afford to kind of just chill now is that the best course of action i don't think so i think you should try hard every game i think you should try to win as many games as you can i think you should uh continue to get hot right before playoffs so you have the momentum um but i can understand the nuggets looking at the west and saying hey we're, we're kind of okay we can kind of just take our foot off the gas for a little bit and, 
and relax for a little bit before playoffs, before we go into that supersonic mode that we know we can and just dominate again. Yeah, I agree. I think that they're just, you know, we have the first seed right now. doesn't look like they're going to lose it. And, you know, if you can just kind of coast, not like load manage, but just not try as hard and waste Mm -hmm. as much effort against these crappy teams and see if you – See if you get a win, mm-hmm. right? That's better than trying hard against them. So, like, I think that's probably what they were thinking going yeah. into this road trip. Like, hey, we have these teams. Let's just play. <laughs> yeah. See what happens. It is what it is. Like, you know, I mean, the fact that they could lose four games and still be the first seed and not care, like, yeah. that's impressive. <laughs> so, I don't think it's any any hit on them. They're still going to be dangerous in the playoffs, especially mm-hmm. with home court advantage. You're going to have to go in the mile high. Both me yeah. and Corey know how that is. It's brutal. <laughs> but not playing NBA, of course. But yeah. <laughs> to the regular person, it's still brutal. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's it for uh, kind of the topics. Let's get into our bets. Uh, haven't done it in a while. Yeah, we tied last time, which is brutal. I was hoping to get that dub, but it didn't work out for me at the end. Um, so I'm going to try and get back Ryan course this time. But Danny gets the stars out with the first game, which is the Wizards at Cavs. So the Cavs are at home. They're favored five and a half. I think I'll pick them. I think uh, you're not the, trusting in the Wiz Kids. They'll, Come on. they'll win. Yeah. Let's go, Wiz Kids, baby. Pull it out. See the Wizards. They, you never they, know. No one's watching the Wizards right now because it's March Madness. Even though Virginia just lost, so yeah, maybe they are true. watching. Furman. Um But <laughs> you know, I, I think the Wizards have possibility to pull off the upset. So let's go, Wiz Kids. Could. Now I got the the Celtics who are. In an interesting state right now. We'll see what happens over there. On the road again, playing the Trailblazers. Minus four and a half point favorites on the road, though, which is huge for the Celtics. Um, I'm going to manifest the Celtics win. I'm going to take the Celtics. Give me all the points, and let's see what happens. Yeah, that's a good pick. Next, we have the Sixers at Hornets. Sixers are favored ten and a half. The big spread. I always get huge. I always get worried about these ones, but I'll take the Sixers. I think, I think if they're both playing they and beating Harden, they'll just route them. I think. I Honestly, I like the Hornets. I think the Hornets win this game. A lot of teams have been losing the bad teams lately, and I think this is the game the Sixers lose. I think they kind of underestimate them, and I think the, the Hornets get the dub. They could. They could. Uh, but then uh, I get the Warriors again. Warriors at Hawks, and the Hawks are favored four points at home, which, to be fair, the Warriors kind of suck on the road. So, as we've said, um, is Corey going to stay true, or is he going to switch it? Is he going to listen to the road woes? Every time I pick the Warriors, they never cash out for me. But every time I give them Danda, they cash out for him. <laughs> so I have no idea what to pick. I'm just going to go with my gut, and I'm going to pick the Hawks. Boom. I'm going to go with the Hawks. I'm going to let Dana have the Warriors. Uh-huh. I'm going to count on the Warriors sucking on the road, and I'm going to hopefully get the dub there. There we go. I, I, I like that. Um, I always like that, you know, whatever you pick, because I root for them or against them. <laughs> in, in a way, I don't know. Uh, next, we, next we have Glory Grizz, Grizzlies. Grizzlies are favorite eight and a half against the Spurs on the road. Uh, another big spread. Looks like I'm going to get all of these today. Um, I, think, uh, I think I'll take the Grizzlies, too. Yeah, that's fair. I think the Grizzlies uh, march into San Antonio and smack the Spurs. So, I like that pick a lot. Um, But the next game is the Pelicans at Rockets. 
Pelicans are favored five and a half points on the road, which is kind of surprising because the Pelicans are still without Zion. They're kind of struggling as a team right now, and the Rockets are a young team, but as we know with young teams, they do not really care when they're not playing good teams. So I probably have to go Pelicans on this one. I think Pelicans win by six points at least. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't think the Pelicans count as an elite team, so I don't think – Well, at least without Zion. Yeah. So I don't think they'll try as much. The next one we have the T-Wolves at the Bulls. Bulls are favored at two and a half. I think I'm going to take the, the Wolves, honestly. Um, I know we kind of bag on them. They're not a great team, but – Let's go Bulls. Come Let's on, see. Bulls, baby. If Anthony Edwards show up, shows up, they, they usually do good. Hey, Grant Williams stole that game from them last time, so hopefully they're in their head a little bit. That's true, that's true. Also, Rudy Gobert is a dirty player. He, yeah. Try to kill Tatum. We don't need but, to go down the rabbit hole on Gobert. We know, yeah. <laughs> we know how Dana feels about Gobert. <laughs> um, but we got the Mavs at Lakers to round out the night. I'm not really sure who's going to be watching that when there's March Madness on. but Not really you know. sure who's going to be playing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. LeBron is probably not going to come back anytime soon. So, Lakers are minus six at home in the Crypto.com arena. It's a lot of points. I think the Mavs pulled out. I think the Mavs, yeah, I remember last time they played, they choked that big lead. So, I think the Mavs are going to take it a little personal. So, I think the Mavs are going to win this game. Yeah, I think if uh, Luka and Kyrie are playing. Yeah. So, we'll see. Well, Catch up with there. We'll have some good March Madness to watch over the weekend as well. And it's going to be a, a good time for basketball fans to kind of chill out and not do much except watch basketball all day. I'm excited. Exactly. You can get both, the best of both worlds. Yes, sir. So that's going to do it for our episode. We'll see you next Tuesday. That's four wins in June.